You know, are you going through the motions? Or are you living the faith? And that's what the Gospel's about today. Jesus is challenging the Pharisees in that. Listen, you can go through the motions and do everything right. You can go to church on Sunday and be far from God every other day of the week. You can sit there and say your prayers in the morning and go ahead and do your own thing the rest of the day. Or are you a person who is really living the faith? Are you a person who is alive in Christ Jesus? And if someone asks you, you know, why well, I'm a Catholic, well, that's very nice. What's Catholics do? We go to Mass and we do good things. Well, that's very nice. Are you a person in love with Jesus Christ? Well, yeah. You know, like, and that hit me. I was in seminary when I was in, uh, I entered as a high school seminary and I entered seminary at 16 or 17 years old in these very walls, huh? And upstairs, I was in high school here, college here, and uh, went on. But when I was in college, I went uh, down and I was an ecumenical minister in the Grand Canyon. And uh, this one girl, her name was Shirley, she was an Episcopalian, blonde girl, beautiful girl. And we all, I was the only Catholic, of course, in an ecumenical ministry. And there was me and there was the Episcopalians and the Baptists and we're all doing all these things together. We had a Quaker with us. We'd come together and pray and different things. So one day, we're getting ready. There wasn't much to do in the Grand Canyon, huh? Uh, except after you saw it once, oh, it's nice. And then when you, I lived there a whole summer. Well, one day we get together at night to pray. And we're just getting, we're walking over to pray somewhere, me and Shirley and a bunch of the other uh, kids. And she says, you know, Larry, what Jesus did for me today? And that really kind of made me feel uncomfortable and want to step away for a moment. Because to me, Jesus wasn't that type of person. He was the God up here who I pray to every once in a while. But to sit there and talk about Jesus as someone as part of my life and what Jesus did for me today, that personalness of it really kind of freaked me out. And I thought, how come she can sit there and talk about Jesus like this? And when I do it, it's like, Jesus, you know, bow your head and different things. And she's talking about Jesus and what she did for her today. And I thought, wow, she really, 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 everything about her was about Jesus. You know, it's like this past week I talked about, if you go to daily Mass, this past week when Paul opens his letter to the Corinthians, in two paragraphs, he talks, he uses the name Jesus nine times. Can you imagine? Nine times Paul couldn't even write two paragraphs maybe five sentences, ten sentences, without saying Jesus' name at least nine, ten times. His whole life was affected by this relationship he had with Jesus, and that's why he lived what he lived. That's what's so important. Now, how do we do that? Well, Jesus, first of all, if you look at the Gospel, and uh, we got pew, the Bibles are in the pews now, aren't they? We put them in? Yes, yeah, so everybody has pew Bibles there now. And it's in Mark's Gospel. If you didn't bring your own, you can use one of those. That's why we bought them. I think we're the only Catholic church with pew Bibles. But anyway, what are you going to do? In Mark chapter 7, Mark's the second Gospel of the New Testament. Keep looking. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. This is called sword drills. Huh? This is a sword, and so get with the program. Okay. Mark chapter 7. Those of you who don't have a Bible, it's in the uh, Missalette too. Mark chapter 7, here in verse 6, after they're screaming about washing of the hands and everything, Jesus says in verse 6, chapter 7 of Mark, verse 6, 
How accurately Isaiah prophesied about you hypocrites when he wrote, These people pay me lip service, but their heart is far from me. Where is your heart today? You know, a lot of times that's me. You know, because like I have to go and give talks, or sometimes, you know, as much as I love Jesus and I love the Mass, and I do, there are times I don't want to go do it, or I'd rather do something else, or I'm tired, you know, or I had 50 things today, I don't want to do another one. And then Jesus says, I want you to go up there and uh, have adoration. I'm saying, Jesus, and I go through the motions, but my heart is somewhere else. And so what do I got to do is I have to acknowledge that and say, Jesus, you know my heart's not here. You got to change my heart. You got to put it in there. You know, if you listen to the, the opening prayer today, very briefly, listen to the beautiful line here of the opening prayer. So we ask Jesus this together, and we acknowledge after we've just said we've sinned, we ask Him, He says, we ask God, place in our hearts a desire to please You. So God, take it out of just my mind and what I'm going through the motions of, but put it into my heart. So the first thing we've got to do is to make this real, is to ask God to place into our hearts I desire to please Him. That our hearts may be transformed. That's the first thing. We've got to ask God to change our hearts. Have you ever asked God to truly change your heart yet? Or have you went through the motions? Have you ever gotten your knees or on your face and sat there and said, Jesus, you got to change my heart. And I give you permission, Jesus, to do that. That's the first thing. Now the second thing we got to do is what the second reading was about. And in the second reading, as in uh, uh, James, again, that's towards the end of the Bible. And we only have little parts of it in the reading today, but there's so much more here in James. Here in James chapter 1, it's the first part, James chapter 1, he starts off with 17, about every worthwhile gift. But then if you go in verse 19, he says, Keep this in mind, my dear brothers and sisters, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I hate that one. It's underlined in my Bible, but I don't like it. For a man's anger does not fulfill God's justice. I really don't like that one either. Strip away all that is filthy, every vicious de excess. I don't know why they didn't put this in the reading today, but we'll get it. Humbly, this is what is in there, and this is what we've got to do to get to the next part. Humbly welcome the word that has taken root in you. For it has power to save you. How am I going to sit there and have my heart really God's heart? Is by spending time with the Word. First I ask Jesus and give Him permission to change my heart. And then what do I got to do is make sure that my heart is being formed by God's Word. And not television. And not my friends. And not just uh, uh, what I learned at school. But the Spirit of God Himself must teach me. Because sometimes when we sit there and we're dealing with all kinds of problems, we're dealing with all kinds of things, we sit there and we say, uh, how am I supposed to deal with this? What am I supposed to do? And we look at TV, we look at psychologists, we look at everything else, and we don't look at the Word. So what needs to happen is the Word of God must be transforming of us. And how is this going to be? Well, what you and I must do is every day be studying the Word of God. 
every day in each of our lives, you know, again, every day we watch TV, we're studying television. A lot of us. Every day we're studying other things. We've got to study God's Word. It's got to become part of us. Because once it takes up root in us, then it is God who decides how I live. It is He who transforms my life. It is He who changes my heart. So what needs to happen then is that I take the Word of God and I spend time with it every day. So I want to encourage you from this day forward, and I would hope everybody here has their own Bible. If you don't, go and get one today or tomorrow. Go right up there and buy a Bible, Catholic Bible like the one you have in front of you in the pews, or get something. Go get a Bible. And then make it a commitment in your life that every day you will not let one day go by where you don't spend some time with the Word. When I'm a spiritual director, some people, as I have Notre Dame, a lot of my college kids, I say, listen, you go to Mass every day, and if not, you spend at least 20 minutes studying the Word of God, meditating on it. And what you do, the best way to do that, isn't just to read it, even though we've got to do that, but read it till God hits you between the eyes, bam, stop, and talk to Him about it. He will transform you. Then after you're doing that, the last thing we've got to do and look at today, very briefly, is to continue in James. And he says, the man who does not put out, verse 23, a man who listens to God's word but does not put into practice is like a man who looks into a mirror at his face he was born with. And he looks at himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looks at. So we just can't sit there and study the word every day. We've got to live the Word. And how does that happen? Verse 26, and get this, all of you, and me too. If a person who does not control his tongue imagines, imagines that they are devout, they are self-deceived. Their worship is pointless. Huh. You mean even if I'm praying all the time and I have a bad tongue and I'm sitting there and talking about people and I'm putting people down and everything else, that I'm, my time before God is wasting my time? You got it. I didn't say that. God said that just in case. And he's the one who's the object for our worship. So what we got to do is sit there and listen to God's word and then live it by the way I live my life, by the way I talk, by what I'm talking about. Again, yesterday, did you talk about others? Do, 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 do. Okay? Did you talk about Jesus to anybody at least once? Do, 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 do. Yesterday, think about it. You talked about others, you gossiped. Did you even share Jesus with one other person? Then what we've got to do is looking after orphans and widows in their distress and keeping oneself unspotted by the world and make pure worship unstained without before God our Father. So today, what God looks at challenges us, He challenges us to look at our heart. Where is our heart before Almighty God? And if it's not where we want to be, if we just go through the motions sometimes, there's three things we've got to do. We've got to ask God to change our heart. Give Him permission to take control. We've got to spend time in the Word every day. And then we've got to consciously put that Word into action by the way we live our life and by what comes out of our mouth. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.